You are now listening to Kindred Spirits Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in. To Kindred Spirits, the Washington Spirit podcast covering Washington Spirit, U.S. Women's National Team, and NWSL all around. John is right here. Hello. I'm right here. This is Ted. I'm the host. Dang, better, better. You do a better job. Got to get better. John, how you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? My weekend was great, Ted. I had a, I had an opportunity to play with my daughter a lot. That's all, that's all I can ask for right now. What about you? <laughs> uh, I hung out, watched soccer. I played football manager, which is, is what I do now. Um, still trying to get my Richmond kickers into my fictitious promotion relegation system. So been been a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun playing that. Shout out to shout out to Zealand uh, for the American tiers. Been having a lot of fun. A lot of fun with that playing with fantasy. Like most of the people who think pro rail coming to the U.S. is a is a fantasy. It is. Um, it is. It is indeed. It is. But it's fun fantasy. I can I can have fun fantasy. Sure you can. <laughs> All right, let's get in. Let's just get into it. Let's talk spirit. Uh, we have some big news that broke uh, when before after our show release. It's the curse of our schedule, uh, which we'll, we'll we'll look to adjust sometimes. You're not always going to get spirit on Thursday. You'll get it most of the time once we start getting games in, especially with the Challenge Cup coming up. We'll, we'll shift the schedule around. But for now, I'll expect this on Thursday if you're listening on our live show. Uh, in news that broke our last recording, Cherry Rodman has signed a three-year deal. With an option to make that makes her the highest play player in NWSL history, 1.1 million over four years, uh, over the league maximum, they can apparently buy it down with allocation money. That was the Sam Kerr. Huge. That was the Sam Kerr rule that uh, they they signed after she left to go play for Chelsea. But they that was the law was basically like we're going to lose all these players, and then they did, and then like okay, well next time, next time you can give them more than the maximum, and that's what this is. Yep. Basically, uh, huge deal, huge deal for Trinity Rodman. Um, really excited for her uh, to go out there. She had an incredible year this year. Uh, being sent, being, uh, she also got a call up to the uh, to the national team, which we can talk a little bit about. Before we get in that, John, though, talk about uh, what, what are your thoughts on the contract? Yeah, I think it's a great deal for her. They're really paying for potential. I think she's right there. Obviously, she's best eleven, but there are other there are many other players here that would probably be looking at their own paycheck like. Uh, Hey man, <laughs> what what's up? What's up with this? What's uh, where where's my deal? Where's my big money coming at? She has already said she has no interest in playing overseas. Uh, so the spirit obviously are looking to build around her, Ashley Sanchez, uh, Andy Sullivan, sort of this, this new core as their sort of two national team stalwarts, Kelly O'Hara and Emily Sonnet. Kelly O'Hara more than Emily Sonnet, but uh, sort of going towards the end of O'Hara's career and Sonnet is sort of a veteran on the team. They are looking to build around this young core. And it's great that she's going to stay this amount of time. I think that she is going to continue. I would like to see her get more of a, a media presence so off of, like, you know, not counting her own Instagram lives and YouTube page, uh, which is great. Uh, but, you know, getting giving her more exposure to uh, the local media, getting people to understand who she is a little bit, and getting her to, you know, build her build her brand a little bit in, in a different level than uh, the social space I think will be really good for her and the league. This is a she's an electric player and she's also she has a really big following uh, outside of the soccer world. So they would be wise to take advantage of that, I think. Yeah, and and uh you know, I, I don't I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about this aspect of it, but I mean this this contract I think is it has some has some important things to it. Number one, it it 
it, you can't ignore who her uh, who her father is. I think in certain in certain cases, I think this gets people's interest. Uh, despite the fact I think her actions far outweigh what what her name might be, um, and she's been open in talking about that. But I think this contract does a lot of things for the spirit uh, PR wise. I think it it gets people interested here. This is the highest paid NWSL player. This is a young talent, someone you're going to be watching on the national team someday. Um, I'll get into a little bit about that. I'm not really, I'm not really understanding, uh, what, uh, what, uh, uh, Vlaco is thinking here with easing her into the squad. I'll get into that a little bit. I have, I have a bit of a rant on that. Um, but $1.1 million over four years, that's a huge deal. I think it's going to sort of elevate the spirit a little bit. If they can get this ownership kerfuffle figured out, um, but, uh, I, I think it was a, a, a great opportunity to get some good press, pay a player what she's worth. I think her, her abilities, she, she is probably the first player I think that has really gained fame for her accolades in NWSL, uh, more than just like, she hasn't really made a name in the spirit for the U S women's national team, but she has certainly made a lot of, a lot of name for herself, for her, for what she's done with the NWSL. And I think that's an important thing to reward her. It shows that, that NWSL is willing to pay players. I think also, uh, come to this league. We're willing to pay you. Uh, you don't need to look at Liga Max. You don't need to look at Europe. We're going to come and we're going to pay you if, if we think we're, if you think you're good enough. And uh, it so was, hope, they pay yeah. paid her before they had to, they ripped up her contract. Yep. She still had years left. So that, that's, that's, it's a great sign uh, from the team and the league. I have a, I have a little bit of a news nugget here. This is, I think, an exclusive bit of information. It's not super exciting, but if you were looking to buy Washington Spirit gear and you were saying, how in the world have I not been able to buy NWSL championship gear yet, other than a t-shirt, which is up in my uh, dresser, the Spirit Store will be up. We are told that they will be up this month and jerseys will be available per, for purchase at that time. Uh, so look for that in February. They should have maybe had it up already, but whatever, they're going to have it now. So uh, prepare your credit cards is all I will say. Yep, get ready. Get that star of the jersey. I'm definitely I'm definitely getting that, that Spirit kit. I might actually... I might shift the the when I buy the DC kit down the down the totem pole a bit for that spirit gear kit with the star on top. Um, move, moving on to a bit of more news about the ownership. When we thought it was kind of over, it appears that maybe there's been a new wrinkle to it. Uh, there's some holdouts from the minority ownership. Uh, we don't know when they're going to plan to have a vote, um, but apparently uh, Praxton Baker. Uh, who owns a part part of the Nationals um, is apparently loyal to Baldwin. Uh, if you peruse his Instagram page, uh, you will see pics of him and Baldwin out there a lot. So it seems like he is uh, good good chums with with Mr. Steve Baldwin, uh, and apparently is complicating the deal. The reporting uh, the reporting there is from uh, from the Washington Post says that he is split between uh, Michelle Kang and Baldwin. But from what we can, like you said, from what you see about uh, evidence of how he's actually behaved uh maybe maybe not the case but there are also he apparently is influential with other owners in that group so keep that in mind it's still you know doesn't necessarily mean anything has as uh the ship has run aground uh, it just means that it maybe isn't going to happen hope as quickly as we hoped uh so yeah. I, until we know more i think i think the best thing for everyone to do is just sort of stay focused on the the the, the play on the field and the players yeah, and we found out um, we found out that the the team is still banned from governance, so they actually had no say in the CBA that was signed and voting on the CBA. So that's certainly something I think the organization as a whole wants to get have a have a seat at that table for governance, uh, especially with that major. You know, I don't know if it would have made a difference. It's all negotiated. It was probably all agreed to, but you definitely want to have a seat. 
seat of the table for governance. And, and so for those, who, yeah, and for those who didn't know, the reason for that was that was the punishment meted out to the team after the Steve Baldwin, Richie Burke sort of investigation finalized. That was the there was a deadline for them to make a bunch of changes, and if they didn't, they would lose their seat at the table. They did not make the changes. They lost their seat at the table. So uh, they hope they would love to get that back. I would imagine, particularly. Uh, that, meant that, that meant they weren't involved in the ratification of the CBA. It meant they're not involved in discussions about uh, maybe f- maybe future uh, expansion. That I, I imagine as an owner operator in a league, you'd like to have a voice, uh, particularly if you're uh, if you're very invested. Like hopefully some of these, like Michelle Kang would want to have a seat at the table, for instance, uh, out of that group. But uh, that will you know stay tuned on that. I, I don't think there's any news forthcoming, but. Uh, the team is certainly getting geared up, and there's there was a little bit of other news about uh, play on the field for the league in general. Yep, the NWSL Challenge Cup schedule has dropped. Uh, they basically they have decided to divide this up, I think, into like East, West, and Central yes. teams because they have an even number of teams, so four teams in each group. Uh, I was looking; it's a semifinal, so I guess it is top teams make it in, and then there's like a wild best of the second place finishers. I'm going to guess makes that makes up that other semifinal. I think. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say that's how it's organized. I, I'm trying to read the the actual outline. This just came out, so I haven't had a chance to really look at it. But we do know the Spirits' schedule. Um, they will certainly be favorites out of probably out of that group. Yep. Uh, at, at Orlando uh, on the March 19th versus Gotham FC on March 25th. March 30th, they will be playing versus North Carolina. April 3rd versus Orlando. April 17th at Gotham and April 23rd at North Carolina. So it is a balanced group schedule, which I think is kind of cool. I think it adds a little bit of legitimacy, I guess, to the tournament. It kind of makes it a more of a, rather than just kind of this neat little showcase uh, tournament, it's actually like an actual legitimate competition. Uh, so I think that's that's kind of cool. What are your thoughts on the schedule? Um, I'm trying to think like who's played. I know Orlando is like blowing it up. They've blown up basically their whole team. Gotham's going to be challenging. Uh, North Carolina, Maybe kind of reloading, mm-hmm. but I think they would be pretty good favorites to get out of this group, uh, especially with the, how they've held on to everything. But uh, I think it's going to be between them and Gotham for that uh, for that top spot in the group. Yeah, I don't necessarily like it's 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 weird to do this tournament at the beginning of the year for a bunch of reasons. Uh, I think having a two week break between the third and the seventeenth is interesting, just from a sort of a periodization of the players getting them ready for the season. So you have you have a game. And then you have a game six days later, and then you have a game five days later, and then you have a game three days later, and then you have two weeks off, and then you have a game five days later, <laughs> uh, so or six days later, and then the season starts, uh, or then you still have the second, you have the second round, and you have the final on May seventh. So uh, this is a long, it's a it's a two it's a two month tournament before a season that lasts for five months or six months. I don't understand. I don't understand the point of it, but they're going to do it. They're going to do it every year. Obviously, the, the sponsors love it. I hope the Spirit get out of this with no injuries. That is my number one priority. I don't really care if they win it, to be honest. I probably should, uh, but I do not. Because, uh, pop quiz, who won the last one? Do you know right away? Do you remember? Portland? Was that? Did you say Portland? It was Portland. It was it was Portland. Portland. Do you remember the one before that? It was Houston. Okay. That was during the Well, pandemic. we're podcasters, and we had to pay close attention. <laughs> so that backfired on me. Port- Portland was a total stab in the dark guess. I actually, I did not, like, I wasn't confident. I actually just picked picked what the best team was. Good so, I mean, yes, I, I, do I do I remember the trophy celebration? Do I remember watching the game? No, I, I don't. I think this is, I think what, what the, I think what the NWSL has realized is that, like, and like MLS, 
they need sort of an event. They need an event that's going to kind of grab people's attention at the beginning of the season. It's a long season. And I think the biggest thing that that women's professional soccer leagues have struggled with is they get this big wave of support post World Cups, post everything, and then it just kind of dissipates. And this is a this is sort of their answer to how can we keep people interested and engaged when it's not a World Cup year or it's not a Olympic year where we have these stars getting all the attention. Um, and, I, and I think that's what they've kind of landed on is sort of their solution to kind of give them a wave of momentum heading into the season. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the Challenge Cup was successful because it was sort of the first return back for sports. Uh, there weren't a lot of sports on, so they kind of could dominate that that spectrum. Uh, the last year's tournament was a little bit muted, so I think they're gonna. There's gonna be some fall off, uh, I think, from this. I don't think it's going to be the huge successful thing. I really think what they should do is just play this thing throughout the year, invite the second division yep. clubs, and turn this into turn this into an open cup. Yep. Is what I is what I hope. I don't think it's gonna happen because money talks, but um, I'd love to see that be kind of the 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 direction we go here. Um, I love the men's. I love the U.S. Open Cup for the men's side. Would love to see it for the women's side as well. I think that would be an awesome thing to see. It would be. So it wouldn't be a Washington Spirit preseason without an injury. Uh, draft pick <laughs> Jordan Thompson has suffered a knee injury, uh, suspected ACL. Best wishes for a speedy recovery. But if it wasn't her, it was Bailey Feist last year. Uh, Avery Collins, I believe, also got hurt before training started and in, in preseason before preseason started. Mm-hmm. So uh, luckily, the good the good thing is that uh, the Spirit have. Prompt about 750 players in camp, so that that on that perspective, it's good. Uh, but good, uh, best wishes for her uh, to get back as soon as possible. Uh, from other sort of administrative spirit news, uh, Lee Nguyen, uh, former New England Revs, former like every team in MLS, <laughs> has has, <laughs> has officially retired as a player and has joined again as an assistant coach. I have heard nothing but positive things about him and his sort of presence with the with the team was able to contribute even with sort of no coaching experience beforehand. But the team now has a three, three-man three coaching staff. Uh, Chris Ward now signed on for the full-time job. I don't know the goalkeeper coach's name, unfortunately. I apologize. We'll learn that for next time. I was looking for it uh, pre-game or pre-show. Uh, but still a pretty small staff. I think I would imagine Chris Ward would like maybe a little bit bigger staff, but this is what he's rolling with right now. So uh, congrats to, to Lee for re-signing and a, and a, and a very – you know, a pretty accomplished career for him uh, in MLS, and I believe he had an opportunity to play for the national team a couple times as well. Uh, so, congrats to him. Yeah, congrats to him. I know he he has played for for several different clubs. I think his most successful stint was with uh, the New England Revolution, where I think they made a run to MLS Cup. I think he had an MVP caliber season that that year. So, great to see him on the coaching staff for sure. Uh, she believes Cup coming up, so there is still some 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 uh, U.S. soccer. U.S. Women's National Team action. Uh, we, we talked, I remember talking earlier on the show about how, like, I was like, well, you know, I think the Spirit were able to do so well because now they have a lot of national team players. But now we got a bunch of national team players. Uh, Ashley Hatch, Kelly O'Hara, Kingsbury, Rodman, uh, Sonnet, Sanchez, and Sullivan. Rodman was rumored to be, I think, on the training squad. Until today. Um, until today. And then an injury basically forced her uh, forced her onto the, onto the roster. Uh, apparently, there's still a lot of this tempering of expectations. I, I don't really. Maybe you can shed some light on this. I'm really kind of like baffled by this. Like, Rodman has shown that she can play against full time professionals and excel in the best women's league in the world. Why is all this like? Well, we're tampering expectations. She's not gonna. She may not play. She may not. Is, is this a? 
I, I'm trying to like wrap my head around this because I, I feel like there have been players more. You know, there have been players who have been sort of as touted and as talented. Mallory Pugh, for instance, who got out there and started games and played big games for the national team. Um, and especially like a player like Crystal Dunn, who played herself onto the roster. I think Rodman's done that. And I, I'm kind of baffled by this playing down. I think you should say, look, she's good enough. And someone else is going to sit on the bench and maybe a Megan Rapino. Uh, I think there's been a talk. I haven't looked at the whole roster, but I think it's talk about it's been a, a more younger roster. Uh, so maybe there's some competition. Are, are you feeling the same? Is this pu- as puzzling to you as it is to me? Or am I maybe overblowing this a little bit? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I guess the question is. What do coaches think about her mentality off the field? I don't think I don't think there's any question about her on the pl- on the field play. I think it there must be some sort of thinking about this is a player we have to keep hungry. This is a player we want to have uh, make sure that they earn their spot for whatever reason. There's got there, there's got to be a reason, and I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't necessarily know what her level of maturity is off the field. I know on the field she's done she's done great. Um, and and you could see her, you could phys- you could actually see her overcome adversity, where where teams would try to rough her up and take her out of play. And earlier on in the season, it would work, and she would get so frustrated to the point where she wouldn't play well. Uh, but I think that I think that's changed a little bit. I guess they just want to have her. They just want to have her play her way in. I, I agree. There have been exceptions in the past where younger players have been given the keys. I think maybe it has something to do with how good this team is off the bat, and they want to make sure that they are. Being respectful of the other the other players, I'm not sure. I don't have a good answer for you, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't like. I'm not saying like give the keys, you know, give the keys to her. She she should be the starter. I'm just saying like she should get some minutes in this she believes cup. In my opinion, I think she's earned it. I think she's earned a substitute appearance, maybe a start if in in a certain game. Maybe if you lock up sort of that that trophy early and you want to give her a start. Um, I I just I, I don't understand the sort of outwardly. Playing down of expectations, I guess, is more what I'm getting at. I sure. think you should say, look, we, look, we're going to bring her in camp. If we we think she's good enough, we we've had our eye on her a while. If she's good enough, we think she's good enough to play in a game. She's going to play. If we think she's good enough to come off the bench, she's going to come off the bench. So, um, February uh, 10th camp starts games against Czech Republic on the 17th. Czech Republic. New- yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I want you to choke there. New Zealand on the 20th and Iceland on the 23rd. So I think you were talking about if the team uh, secures the trophy. I think the team is going to secure the trophy. The New Zealand game is the one that might give them some trouble, but I, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, this is a uh, wow. This is not a, a a thrilling. I mean, no, no, no disrespect to the teams that we're playing against, but not a murderer's and row. It, not, not, not a, not a top three. This, this isn't the usual England, Spain, Germany, which is what Canada is playing right. for. Devin Kerr is getting a call up there. Uh, this is not exactly a strong she believes cup. I don't know if maybe COVID's playing maybe a bit of a role in that. Or uh, Europe is trying to – I think Europe's trying to develop their own thing. I think I read that they are trying to sort of develop their own kind of friendly tournament and invite sort of uh, teams over. So maybe this is a – we want to replace the She Believes Cup. I think, so. that's, I think that's fine. I, I, think, I think the rest of the world catching up to the United States and the women's game is only a good thing. I think, it's, yeah. I think it only makes for a better sport. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I have been supportive of the expansion of to twenty four teams. You know, yes, it did lead to certain teams maybe you know getting crushed, but I think it overall increases the access, which is what the tournament's about. Um, in all in all honesty, for some of those smaller clubs, um, thirty eight players in the preseason roster for the Spirit, four draft picks, uh, and also includes the injured Thompson. Uh, John, you kind of run down sure. run down these these players for me. Yeah, and, if and anybody knows any of these players other than other than the first player I named, <laughs> I will give you I will give you a candy bar. 
Uh, Non-roster invites include Sam Murphy, who used to play for uh, North Carolina as a keeper, Natalie McNally, Amber Brooks, Jaden Shaw, and uh, that's not right. I didn't. I don't think that person's name is Andrew. I must have untyped typed that incorrectly. Uh, Furker, Emma Kirshner, Alexis Mitchell, and Eden Jacobson. If any of those players make it, I promise to learn where they came from and to make sure that <laughs> uh, that I said their names correctly. But I think the, the you know the, the big excitement here is Avery Collins, Bailey Feist return after full season injuries, and Jordan Baggett, former DiBiase, returns healthy and is able to challenge for minutes. She played, I believe, five games at the beginning of the season, but was struggling with her uh, hip injury, sort of recovering from hip injury, had a follow-up surgery. Uh, Bailey Feist, again, as I mentioned previously, tore her ACL in, a, in one of the Challenge Cup games or a preseason game, and Avery Collins did not feature at all. Bailey Feist is going to have major minutes this year. Yeah. Mark my words. If she is on, pay, if she is able, she's recovered from her knee injury and is able to have the same sort of impact on the game. She is going to be a major, major factor for the Spirit. And Avery Collins is a direct forward that's going to give this team an angle they don't have outside of Ashley Hatch. So these are two players that you really want to pay attention to. If you're a new Spirit fan uh, and if you've been following the team for a while, you're going to be as excited as we are that these players are available again and ready to play. Yeah, Bailey Feist was highlighted at the beginning of the season as being a player who could be a major impact. And she got injured, and I think kind of expectations went down this season, and the team went out and won a championship. Other players stepped up, so it's almost like it's almost like a, a player you, you, you thought you were going to have who was really good goes down, but then other players step up, and then now she returns, and your team suddenly gets that much stronger. Um, so, and we got to give a, a big congratulations to, uh, Javi, Javi, you may know, Javi, you way know, to you go. May know, <laughs> you may know from DC United joining the T, uh, joinings, the Washington spirit as a director of content and creative. So that's really cool for him. That's a promotion for uh, him congrats, and congrats yeah. to the spirit. That is a coup of all coups. The quality of, uh, stuff that's going to be going out of that, uh, team is going to be tremendous. I think that means that uh, our friend Jordan and the communication staff will no longer have to be responsible for also uh, photography at every game and all of the yeah. things she's doing. So that, that's great for her. Javi's going to really, I'm excited to see what they come up with, particularly on the video side. Uh, and also, you know, I, I th- there will be a new jersey, I imagine, this year. So if you can imagine, I think he did the, the jersey release last year in Audi Field. So, man, we're, we're all big fans of his work. Uh, and congrats to him for a promotion uh, with the spirit. Yep, absolutely, folks. Guess what? Guess what's coming? Guess what's coming to your to your radio to to the podcast feed? I'm not sure when we're gonna. We're still debating when we're gonna drop this, but we will have the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Ward, head coach of the Washington Spirit. We will finally, finally, finally have interviewed all the coaches for the teams we cover uh, with Loudon United, DC United, and the Washington Spirit. It's a big moment for us, big, big milestone for us. We're going to have Chris Ward on the show. Uh, definitely going to talk to him. So definitely send us your questions in. You got a question, drop it onto, uh, kindred spirits, DC at kindred spirit. DC, I think is our Twitter handle. Uh, go out there, drop us a question. Uh, feel free to, to hit us up here. Drop us in, drop us a question here, wherever, wherever you can find it, drop us a question. We'll ask it most likely. Uh, but definitely stay tuned for that, John. I think I'm excited about this interview. Excited to hear what he's going to say about the team and what he feels about the season coming up. All right, folks. I think that's going to do it for this episode of Kindred Spirits, the Wash Spirits podcast. If you are listening to us, rate, subscribe. Spotify. I don't know if Spotify didn't raise. They do. Spotify they do has, five stars on Spotify. Five stars on Spotify. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. 
definitely do it. Also tell your friends about us. If you're, if you have a friend who's a Washington spirit fan, women's soccer fan, definitely check, check it out. Uh, we also have United 96. Check us out there. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening. You guys have been awesome and we will catch you guys next week for more Washington spirit talk.